Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosalind McNally and Bibi Dalvin. This week, we're discussing intuition. So, Rosalind, uh, so good to have you back here. I'm really excited about this chat. Yeah, I know. I'm delighted to be back. I always enjoy these conversations and looking forward to sharing about our intuition and our journeys with them. Mm-hmm. So welcome as well all to, to all of our listeners. And once more, we're really delighted to have you here. So um, intuition, um, such, a, such a well-known word and expression. Um, but what, what do you sort of see in it? How do you relate to it? from you know from your experience mm. and god it's, it's kind of one like you can go in layers to it kind of mm-hmm. could be like a 10 piece podcast really like um intuition i think sometimes is not made harder than it can be but we maybe have certain ideas around what it can look like look like or how it is maybe achieved or how you experience it but then also sometimes we yeah, we make it harder on ourselves because we think it should look and be a certain way. Like, um, so I know from, or we think we should all like just know if I want it, I should have it. You know, rather than to me, it's like a muscle. To me, anything's a muscle that can be worked and exercised. And I, and I sometimes think to intuition. I see just from teaching over the years. Um, some people a will think they'll never have it. I'm like it's a, it's a muscle. The more you work it, the, the more you'll fine tune it. Um. Some people then think it's outside of them. For us, I'm like, it's like everything, it's inside of you, but you can use the outside and that does help. Um, and then it's like, you know, the, the practices that allow us to listen to it or to follow through on it, I think is the big part. Because it's great having all these hits and you know, the downloads and all there. But what are you going to do with it? And then how do you decipher what's really intuition? what's really coming through versus what your head really wants to come through sometimes like yeah so it's really interesting topic and area like and just from over the years teaching it it's kind of one um that people don't really know sometimes what to do with because they have a certain idea it's all just to do with your third eye and seeing you know like and therefore obviously it has to be seeing something like you know unicorn i was this joke the unicorns the angels, the fairies and all there, which are one small part of it. But I'm like, no, it's about, you're the tuning fork. So you're the intuition, like you're the compass. So how can you begin to listen to that? Like, Mm. yeah. about you? Yeah, it's definitely around, isn't it? How do we perceive, Mm. you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's a sense that, you know, we all have. And it's not even so much that we, partly that we consciously you know edit it out but i think there is this there's been such a long practice of you know this this idea this intuition something something comes in on some level and because it comes in in a different language it doesn't come in in the english language or the italian language it doesn't necessarily come in for everyone as visuals or Mm -hmm. it doesn't even come in as a fully shaped idea as such um and so what happens when we get these these hunches, these senses, a lot of the times our logical mind can't make sense of it and we self-edit right away. And this happens so, so quickly that 
we think we have no intuition, mm. you know, and also living in a culture that oftentimes promote, you know, this, this idea of, well, okay, so, you know, but why do you know, or how do you know, you know, and not being able to necessarily explain that right away. I think that's where we often doubt ourselves in terms of our intuition. It's like, I have a hunch, you know, I, I, I feel, but I can't even explain to my own logical understanding within me, like a pro and con list won't do, you know? Uh, and, and so we discredit what comes through at such an early stage um, that that muscle becomes so weak or even our ability to, to relate to it, you know? So I think so much when it comes to intuition, it's not necessarily about learning different techniques or different ways of getting in touch, but this giving ourselves more time and space that when something comes in, it doesn't necessarily need to have a fully expressed shape or form mm. and staying with, you know, that vagueness a little bit more. And so obviously practices like painting or even just journaling or meditation where you, you just staying in that space really are really, really helpful, you know, um, where we just all practice a little bit more of, of the, the being part of it rather than the doing. And they, they are connected and we of course need to take action eventually and translate it. But I think so often we jump to stage two before we fully experience stage one and we cut that full experience out. It's like trying to, it's the, it's like what you see in meditations and classes, you get a bit of information. And it's like, but what does that mean? And it's always to somebody outside, what does that mean? And then first person always hold the mirror up and go, what does it mean to you? Because mm-hmm. it's only my perception of what the color red means, what that means, what this means, what that symbol means, but only you will know, but you won't know straight away. Like, because as you said, it comes, it'll never come in like, you know, a 10 step plan, like our intuition doesn't work that way, really. Like, you know, it's not going to give us like, this is all the steps to do and then you'll be here. It'll be through either little subtle nudges, little sort of drops, little seeds being planted inside us or symbolism will be like a core one sort of like coming through or little nuggets rather than an actual big juicy thing that you can go, okay, this is what I have to do. Some intuition told me exactly to do because it's in that mystery of sitting with it, of being with it and, and like learning to listen to it, which is humongous thing to do is learn to actually listen to our intuition because there's so much other noise in our heads. How do I even know what that sounds like? You know, like then we're learning to trust it. And a lot of us don't trust life in general, don't tr- really trust ourselves maybe to make our own decisions. So we're going into a relationship then of learning to trust our intuition, to trust ourselves and thereby trust life. And then it's like, how can I live from that place then? So how can I bring it out in my day to day? So rather than just being, oh, I got this information, you know, like, can I? Can I be in full trust with it? How do I know in my body, mind, emotions, whatever sense I feel it through or see it through or experience it through? Can I be in the whole holding of it and that maybe unknown part and then the living from it? Like, because yeah. we, we speak about like a lot of this version stuff, you know, it's also, oh my God, it's so great. It's so beautiful. It's so light. And then you're like, and usually your intuition sometimes asking you to do stuff that you're like, huh, really? Oh. Maybe some other time, you know, so it's the, the living from that space. Yeah. And I think it, it, it can, there's that, that, that 
that early stage pocket, I find isolation where uh, uh, intuition where it, would, it can be almost isolating, right? Because your own intuition only really makes sense to you. And that, if you're not practiced in that, that even just barely. And, and so if we look for external validation of that idea, it can be so difficult to find yeah. because it's like what you said, it's like, okay, red means something different to you than, than to me, you know, the color black for some people that is, wow, fear and, you know, and, and scariness to others. It's like super earthing and grounding. So, it comes in in a ways that our intuition speaks to us through our belief, through our experiences, our past memories, how, how we show up, how we know ourselves in the world. And so when that comes in and we bring that outside and trying to make sense of it by speaking to other people about it, and if those people around us aren't rooted in their own intuition and understand the process of that, it can so easy you know, be uh, again, um, discredited or undermined or, you know, this question is like, well, how do you want to do this? Or what do you think about, where is that coming from? And the thing is so early on, we don't actually have the answers to it. And so as a result, I think if, if we don't understand it, it can feel isolating. And so as a result, no one wants to be isolated. So we discredit our own intuition and we just go again with you know what's commonly known and accepted by everybody and so i think to understand a little bit what we talked about like last week as well um this this messiness right allowing like when intuition comes in it doesn't make sense necessarily sometimes it comes clear through of course but a lot of the times it doesn't make sense and you know our our efforts of translating that, they can be messy. <laughs> and so to be able to hold ourselves in that messiness and not judge ourselves, you know, and also understanding who are the people around us that we can share that with in such an early stage. Um, who is it okay to be with without making, you know, rational sense necessarily, you know, and that can be something very pragmatic in terms of, you know, you've been loving your job all, all along and all of a sudden you wake up and you go, you know, like, that's it. That's the first day of your journey out of that profession. Mm. And that might, it might take another week or it might take another decade until you're actually out of it, but there's this knowing. And so when we share that right away with someone else, it's so easy that someone says, what, what, but, but you love your job. You know, you, you, you always like talked about how much, you know, it excites you and where's this all of a sudden coming from? And we're like, I don't know. It's just there you know, and so often then we're being discredited maybe as being flaky or, you know, changing our mind. And so it's really important, I think, when it comes to honing your intuition, really understanding that part of it. Mm -hmm. And then also, who do we share that with? You know, who's ready to hold us in that messy, not knowing stage? Yeah, love it. Because like when you sometimes share those kind of things, it's like you're told to think it through. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know, we're, we're, like, as you said, how did you arrive at that? Or maybe take, take some time now to think, but when your body knows or your soul knows or your senses know, or you just know that way without any logical reason, that way then it's very hard to, to get someone to understand that even, you know, how do you, how do you know? I just know, you know, cause I spent long enough with this body to know it just doesn't feel right anymore. Like. Versus maybe if I'm just starting out, I might go, oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll do more research. Maybe I'll go talk to so-and-so. And that's all mm -hmm. valid too, because then hopefully they'll teach you how to fine-tune and really listen to how you're receiving your intuitive language and how you're receiving those hits and those and teaching you sort of or sharing with you how to really allow yourself to follow it. Mm 
that we need to be with it and listen to it. Like, but it's 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 just really interesting because we're taught, like, if we're also maybe taught from a young age not to trust ourselves, not to trust our intuitive part, or for some people are really quite like open in their senses that things would have happened that they couldn't make sense of and had no one to turn to or to find answers to so they shut down that part of them like so i'd see that a lot in classes and and sessions out there people have like chosen to close off that part of themselves because they couldn't find anybody who could they could relate to from that Mm. perspective even at a young age like so then they're undoing maybe the beliefs the beliefs that we hold around trusting our voice, trusting how we, trusting what we hear, sort of in our intuitive abilities, trusting what we see in different ways, trusting our body of how it receives information. But then also because I think it's you're really learning how you receive intuitive information or an intuitive language, and it's not the same for everybody. Like so, a lot of people go like listen to your gut, and I'm like, but that's not everybody's telltale sign. For somebody else, it could be a deep knowing in the heart. For somebody else, they actually do need to work through the mental process of it. For other people, it's just a knowingness, do you know, and, and it's different for each person. Like, so I think when we just try and hone it down to, you know, we all need to learn to trust our gut. I'm like, yeah, but some people have no gut response, possibly, do you know, because that's just not where things, mm-hmm. where the information goes and ding, now here, this is what we're, this is what you've received. Do you know, and we're not taught then maybe how to work with it in a sense as you're saying through the creative element is brilliant like because you're just placing it down but you're not analyzing it like we ideally don't analyze what the intuition is telling us because then we'll start trying to put in boxes and labels and 10-step plans mm. rather than let it because it is kind of the water element like so can we let it just flow and be in that void space of maybe not knowing fully what it's telling me or what it's showing me and maybe the information I'm receiving now isn't for now but for further down the road like Mm. that way because a lot of the practices in the shamanic work is like yes I'll receive information for now but I could look at that 10 years and because there's no time space it's as relevant then as it was back then and I'll see something else and go oh my god I missed that the first time I maybe missed that 10 times I've looked at it and now when I look at it it's here because that's what I need in this moment like but I think it's beautiful if we can learn for ourselves or learn different ways of how we receive it because I don't believe we're all we're not all the same like yeah for sure not and I think um you had a valid such a valid point early on where you said um you know to understand what shifts when it comes in that intuition and I think to me working with intuition and, and and recognizing intuition has before that can happen I need to have some sort of relationship with myself mm. there has to be some sort of intimate understanding of my own workings so that I can differentiate between oh this is you know this is a brief mood that is knocking through or you know how does that feel or oh oh that's that's my mind being in that little riddle Mm. that I know so well you know versus no this is actually intuition coming through and speaking through my mind you know or this is ah this is my anxiety well yeah but the kind of cramping in my gut is different you know so Again, all those practices that bring us home to ourselves are just such so foundational. Because if if I don't mm. if I don't understand or I have no relationship to uh, you know 
what's the original blueprint, then any variation of that blueprint, I can't, I, I can't see the difference in it. And so to me, it's not necessarily about it for, at a first step to fine tuning the ability to, to see and work with my intuition. It's like, no, first of all, we need to understand how, how am I feeling in life? How am I, how am I alive? You know, having that relationship with self. So then when something shifts within that system, I can go, oh, that, oh, that was different. And then I can recognize it. And then the other thing is an intuition, when intuition comes through, it is to me, it, it, it works usually fast tracks, but it works through the lines from the most subtle to the most overt. So by the time it actually lands into a full decision in the material world of getting out of this job or into that relationship, there are stages beforehand that cannot be seen. And that goes into my, my thought process before that is, and around that it goes around my emotional body. And before that, it actually enters through my energy household and, you know, that, that, that intuition as it comes through. So a lot of the times when we perceive something, um, knowing how it comes in and to pay attention to that, but then also understanding how to let that translate and trigger and ripple through the different layers because that really then shapes. I do still feel there's intuition we're knowing, but then how do we actually materialize that knowing into the world? There's great choice in that, you know, Mm -hmm. there is choice in, okay, if the intuition is to get out of this relationship, how I navigate that process and what timeline I give it. There's great freedom and choice within that. Um, and so again, intuition is not only differently perceived by, by people, but it's also how we act upon it and the choices we have are just so varied, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think to, for me, it always keeps coming back to coming home to yourself, knowing yourself. That's the starting point for it all. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's like the, so said earlier, like we're the tuning fork, do you know, like we're the compass. So uh, I need to be in myself and that can be the first step is actually being in my body, being grounded, being connected, being centered, because then I'm more focused as well. Mm. And therefore I can see what is like it, intuitive information versus what is my ego. I can begin to tell the difference between all of the different voices that are sort of around me you're talking to me and then I can begin to notice okay actually like god you because know, we often chat about our intuition you'll go I don't know what it is and I'm like probably because it's whispering and every other voice is screaming at you like mm-hmm. you know like you should be you have to be you need to be and it's going hi 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 <laughs> you know so it's usually quiet until we get used to listening to it and screw mm-hmm. so screwing it up like in volume wise but all of those are the parts of the practices like because they're giving us more information about what runs what runs me do you know like what runs through me because it's like i'm not going to sit here and go you get your intuitive download and then you just go off and do it like you get your intuitive download and then depending on what that is and depending on what programming is wrapped around that or wrapped around you that prevents you from just running with it that's the work then like do you know because if we're being asked to leave jobs like most people know that's not easy like do you know like because then there's a what about the money what about you know what will people think and do you know the the identity and there's so much shifting within that Mm -hmm. so that's the work to get them to anchor it down into the physical reality Mm -hmm. like you know so it's teaching us and guiding us back to this is the information this is what's coming through i'll need to sit with this because more than likely there'll be other little parts of me going are you sure about that? Maybe you mm. should think about that there. 
maybe 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 not maybe that wasn't your intuition maybe like let's just let's just let's just go and distract you do you know like let's just keep you doing something else keep you busy or let's bring in fear let's bring in worry let's bring in but when we know at least if i'm in my center and if i'm in myself or know how to bring myself back then i start going okay there's fear there's worry there's all the normal concerns that are going to come with shifting and changing and then I go, okay, now, so how do I meet those while holding that little, to me, it'd be like, like holding that bubble of energy or holding that vibration or sense or taste or feel of what's calling me within mm. the intuition then, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and one aspect I'd love to just ask you um that we just sort of, I suppose, because both of us, we, we're so in this field of intuition, you know, but why out of, you know, from your point of view, why would we even want to follow our intuition? You know, it's, it's this, I it just, let's, let's go back a couple mm-hmm. of steps um, yeah. where we go, why would we want to follow intuition? What benefit is it actually to us, you know, or what is a result of like, why can I not just ignore all of that because it seems an awful lot of work <laughs> and you can't and, ignore all of that <laughs> yeah so why would we you know why would we bother diving oh, into God. even translating that and sensing that and living from that place oh like you really know what i'm going to answer like that way to me like to me there's no choice do you know like there's always a choice but for me there's no choice like that way i i, I have to every part of my being has to follow my gut my instinct my intuition my inner knowing like because i know from experience it's always led to better spaces experiences more of myself it's always allowed me to embody more of who i am it's always allowed me to express more of who i am it's always not been easy but it's always been really worth it Mm. so to me it leads you to those little places kind of like where you need to be how you need to be where you need to be and with whom so that you can be living your purpose in a sense and I'm not a big fan of that word purpose like but you know like living that expression of who you came here to be like Mm. and to me the intuition is those guiding points they're the little niggles like our intuition is the little niggle at us going there's more do you know like is this is this how you want to be spending the next 40 years of your life and if it is it's fine like do you know but people go to me how do you get into this and I go I was probably before a couple of years before I was turned 30 I go but it was when really when I was turned 30 as an accountant something going if I spend the next 40 years here I will be locked up somewhere do you know, like so it was just that little niggle of going you're not this is not where you're needed this is not where you're meant to be like and then it was like okay you know like and then it's listening what's next like and I was just like, just jump, just jump. Okay, okay, jump. Do you know, like, and then listen, mm-hmm. okay, what's next? And there was a lot of fear and all of that. Like, but to me, I look back and go, it had to be because the other course was not going to be too healthy at all for me or anybody else around me. Never mind just me. Like, or else I'd like to think I'm a lot easier to be around now than I would have been 12, 13 years ago. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it is like an inner compass, isn't it? To me, intuition is is that idea of, um, yeah, it it it's it's bringing in direction from a higher source. Mm. 
And it's this this idea that, yes, I have this body and I have this logical mind. I can very much, you know, navigate through this very physical world, which is very much needed. And this is one expression of myself, that, but there's also a different aspect of myself. And we touched on that in all the other podcasts that we, you know, that we um, were, were talking about these different ideas and concepts. But there is this idea that in my purely physical expression, I, I only know one angle of the truth. I only know one angle of approach based on my upbringing, based on what I've experienced in, in that specific, you know, physicality, essentially in, in how I've experienced life this far. And if I was to ignore intuition, I would literally act and create my life from that narrow angle. But intuition then allows me to tap into an aspect of myself that, yes, I have here in this plane, this physical expression. But there is a wider understanding to me, to all of us. And it's bringing from that perspective. And it's, 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 it's like the physical, if you think of, you know, maybe the mountains and, and valleys, you know, in the, in the, in the Alps in a way, it's like my physical self is, is almost like trying to navigate down in the valley and it just mm-hmm. doesn't know, you know, will I cross that river? Will I go around to the right? Because I don't know what a mountain's closing off. I'm just too deep in it to really have a greater view. And so, intuition is really that that aspect of me that is you know floating up a little bit higher and it can see all the different peaks and it can see the path i was like you know right down where you are it seems taking a right seems a very reasonable step but really having a greater vision here where you actually want to turn is left and so to me intuition is that aspect of me that has a greater understanding than just my 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 not in a judgmental way but my limited self um, it can give me information from a higher, from a higher perspective. And for me to not listen to that is, is always the harder way. You know, it's, it's like I will turn right. And, you know, and maybe only a year or two, I see the cul-de-sac that if I had listened to my intuition, it could have avoided that, um, in, in that way. And so there is a, there's really something that where we have to be so, so kind to ourselves and really understand why our ego in a healthy sense wants to work against intuition because our ego sense is in this physical realm. It is very much down here in the valley of the mountains and it sees left doesn't look right now, right here, turn right seems better. But our, our ego, our nervous system, when we're, when we're working in this way, it just wants to keep us surviving and keeps us safe and it's not necessarily has a long-term plan ahead of us and so if right now taking turning right seems easier than turning left it will always be biased towards that mm-hmm. and so in a way we have to understand that and not just necessarily fight it because i don't think there's a way into intuition if you're trying to fight your ego was really very legitimately trying to keep you alive so it is understanding that aspect of your brain that goes well i want to understand the reason behind that i want to see the logical explanation because right here in this world where i am this makes no sense and holding that aspect of ourselves and then practicing you know, and also I think a lot of the trust and intuition comes when you go back in time. It's like, oh, when was that voice present? Or when was that feeling present? Like, oh, okay. In the end, I did take a left turn, but it took me 10 years. And so I think it is the practice really of being both being very much two feet on the ground right here and understanding, you know, the fear patterns around Mm -hmm. trusting our intuition, but then at the same time, also seeing the potential. So for me, it is really it is a compass through life and especially, but not only when I'm in, in difficult situations, you know, I think intuition is best practiced when you're not uh, under immense pressure, 
intuition is, is that, you know, when you're, you're looking at your food and you go, you have two choices here and you just hold your hand over the food or you look at the type of food and you go, which one is the one that's nourishing me, you know? And, 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 and sometimes it is the glass of wine, you know, and sometimes it is the chocolate bar, but, you know, um, there is, there's a way of knowing from, from the, from the biggest decisions to, you know, the, the most mundane seeming decisions, you know, and I think that's, that's a good place to start practicing with intuition as well. You know, maybe not when, you know, the one relationship is here at risk, you know, although, you know, if that comes through strongly for you, that that's fine, but you know, it's the little things, you know, what will I wear and why am I wearing what I'm wearing? You know, I'm like, why do I feel drawn to all of a sudden express myself differently in my clothes. I mean, usually when we choose our clothes, there's not that much at stake, you know, compared to getting out of a job. Um, but it's, it's for sure, it's a compass that helps us to, I feel, navigate life with way more vision. It makes it so much richer. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. we listen to the soul. Like, and I think, like, I think we can access it in those times when our system is heightened because that's when we need it. So we, mm. we need to be able to know it's not going to just be in the the meditation moments. Like my intuition is talking all of the time. Like, so I can be going through a troubling stage in life, but maybe where are the best spaces for me to allow myself to access that part of me? Like, so if it's outside walking or for somebody, if it's riding their bicycle, somebody else, it could be when they're running, you know, it could be when they're cooking, baking, making dinner, whatever it is, like in the shower, do you know, like that, it, that we don't feel closed off from it or think it's only available, you know, when I'm at the 5D dimension, like sort of thing, like, or when I'm, you know, after six hours of a yoga practice, then I can access it, that it's there all of the time speaking mm-hmm. to us, but we're just not tuning into that radio frequency where we're sort of that we, we've got the other one on full steam ahead, like and letting it run. So we're learning to sort of tune down one and tune in mm-hmm. to another, like, yeah. For me, it's never actually, I don't want to say never, but intuition, my intuition doesn't seem to want to come through when I set the perfect setting, <laughs> you know, but if I, if I, if I don't spend time meditating and if I don't spend time practicing, you know, physical asanas, and if I, if I don't do my astrology work and uh, the journaling, I know it doesn't come through the way it usually comes through, but when it comes through, it's never in those circumstances. Mm. It is always it's in the middle of you know a phone call with a friend and that intuition comes through not even about the friend about something completely different or i'm making dinner or i'm driving somewhere in the car it's it's the most random Mm -hmm. times when it comes through for me um i very rarely sit down like when i sit down in meditation and calm my mind that is that is actually for the mundane aspect of my life Mm -hmm. just to have that mind not quite exploding but my intuition doesn't really like to work in that way that, you know, if Sibylla sits down and, and meditates, it comes through. Um, but there for sure, the quieting and then get to knowing yourself and building that relationship with yourself is a foundation. So it can come through at all those other moments that it does. Mm-hmm. Mm, but absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah, it's not necessarily because that's what we wait for, right? We go, let me do a 20 minute breath work circle and then I, I st- get up and um, and then I know. Yeah, yeah. May, I should have may, the answer by then. Yeah, and you may have, but you may also not. <laughs> you may find it three weeks later while you're doing the dishes. <laughs> yeah, and I find intuition timing is always perfect. Mm. I think that's something we have to learn to trust as well. When something comes through for you, even if it has knocked on your door three times beforehand over the last ten years, it it, it wasn't really 
five years ago when you needed to act. There's a reason mm. why, you know, why when you're listening to this, if this is now resonating with you and you've heard about intuition, it's been the periphery of your awareness all along, but now you feel drawn to it, trust that, you know. Um, again, it's, it's, you said it earlier on, time in that way is, is relative anyway. And, um, and also to get out of this self-judgment of I should have been there before, you know, I should know how my intuition works. I should mm -hmm. already have acted upon that. I think in that way, we're even putting ourselves even more short of what, what can come through. Mm -hmm. So also trusting that, you know, when you do feel the urge strongly, all of a sudden that's, that's the timing right there. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the ego is the linear way of looking at it. Like, or else the intuition knows the spiral very well like mm. so it goes yeah whenever i'm there i am there and that's when mm. i am needed and that's when i am dropped in or mm. else the mind's like you know we should have this sort of by now we need to figure this out mm. you know i should know better i need to do xyz this is the next logical step versus this is what I, i'm actually feeling called to do this is you know sometimes in those spaces where we think we should be doing a lot of stuff that's actually where the intuition and the body and the senses are going, yeah, maybe just like go for a little walk today. Yeah. You know, like maybe just down the tools, and not bother trying to figure out that 12 step plan and, and see what comes in that space. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it sort of doesn't like to be packed in and logicalized around it into our life. <laughs> it's like, I think that's on one end, that's the invitation, right? When it knocks, it's like, okay, now that you hear it, now that you notice it, now that you're aware of it, what, what are you, are you making room for it now? So, I mean, we, we've touched on a, on a few of those things beforehand, but just to sort of round um, this episode up, is there anything in particular that you kind of, you know, suggest how to work with, you know, everything around intuition in terms of getting to meet it, bring it into your life, making sense of it all. Is there anything that you recommend? Which approach would you take? Well, I would say like possibly starting with getting to know how you receive your intuition. Do you know, is it through the body and knowingness, through different senses, through smell, through taste, through touch, through whatever it might be, like through color, through symbols, you know, it could be a, a mix of them all, like, so getting to know how you receive it and then to notice what's happening when you receive it. Ask them, how does the mind maybe jump in or do you go maybe straight away to looking for outside validation on it? You know, can you just be with it maybe initially or looking to see, you know, do I look for other people you know, for me to sort of re-listen to what they're saying versus listen to myself, do I look for it to be, you know, agreed upon if the decision if it's a decision or a sense or a feeling like. Um, so to me it would be about how I receive it, what's going on in that space then afterwards within the mind and the body or the where my receiving point is, how I'm interacting with that. And then sort of it would be then, do you know like find little ways to play with it, experiment with it, be curious with it, you know, do it in the simplest of things, like, you know, standing, like as you're saying, like, you know, look at your clothes and go, mm, what, what do I feel intuitively guided to wear today? Like, or, you know, in those moments where you're going, oh, you know, we all get them and we all just dismiss them. And like, uh, somebody texted me this morning going, oh, you were in my dreams last night. Like, do you know, like, we often will go to somebody, oh yeah, I must ring Mary. And then we just let it go because we're doing something else. 
and then Mary might ring half an hour later, even that very second, like, or I must email so-and-so and then you get the email and all. So we've all these little moments where you're standing, you're driving your car going, oh no, I feel like going left or I feel like going here now. Begin to listen to those little, those little callings because then you're honoring it. Like cause sometimes we're looking for the big information and it's kind of like our intuition is going, you haven't listened to the 12 little things I gave you today already. I can't, I, I, if I give you the big answer to life, you're not going to hear it. And you're not going to listen to it. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, so it's kind of going, I'm, I'm drip feeding you to see, are, are you listening? And then I, then we have space to receive the bigger information, like, mm-hmm. and just be curious and play with it. Like, and then, as I said, learning to trust it, like, whatever way that might look like and that will be little steps and to know then if you know if we trust it and it doesn't work out the way the mind thinks it should doesn't mean it's failed or our intuition was wrong it just means that we haven't seen where it was fully leading us yet mm. yeah and we might not see that for years yeah and totally on 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 building on, on top of what you were saying as well and that um, a little intuition journal could also be fun, yeah. you know, because it's so elusive that chances are in about two years time, you forgot what came up and all you remember, you'd made the decision to take a left turn, you know, and, and that's it. So um, journaling around sort of what comes up, but not forcing it, you know, it's not a practice that you can sit down every day and go, what has come through today for me? Of course you can access it in that way, but you know, when, when, when there is this odd, sense of you know what I usually always go for lunch over here in that restaurant or that's what I usually eat lunch at my desk or you know and just today I feel like "Mm, I want to do that just note that even if you don't act on it but note it down and also write around what was your resistance to it and why did you not follow up on it did you feel it was like a stupid idea or where was that coming from because that helps you to become more aware of your self-editing process and it gives then those those moments when intuition comes through just a little bit more more awareness, more buoyancy, more breathing space. And collectively over time, they will come through stronger and not because they actually come through stronger, but because you, you notice more of those. So having a journal around it, um, journaling your, your worries, your fears is also good practice because it keeps the it keeps you from moving straight to external acknowledgement right because you need to spend a little bit of time digesting it yourself writing it down having your own thoughts having your own time with it um and and that just gives all of this which one wants to come through a little bit more less reactivity to it which can be the avoidance and the external validation and just a little bit more beingness around it i think that would be really really important and the other thing is um it's just come home to yourself you know it's what i've been always teaching is is having practices um that affect all the different layers. So from the physical practice to meditation practice, breathing practices, walking the woods, um, hugging trees, cooking, whatever your practice is or practices are, spending time with those practice and come to understand and see yourself, not necessarily fix yourself. Because sometimes we go into these practices in order to, you know, improve growth, but come to these places like the way you have a really good chat with a friend. It's not necessarily checking in and fixing that friend's life. But if you have these check-in with friends over years, you get to know them and it builds such a, such a foundation, such a trust, such, such a relationship. And I think this is, this is so helpful and you can use all of those practices from asana practice, breathing practice, meditation, Reiki self, self-healing practices, um, 
all all the full range that you have and more isn't better so go with what's already there in your life and just show see how you show up every day and just be with yourself in those practices and i promise you the more you are with yourself you will just notice how intuition your intuition is already there it's already showing up for you all the time yeah beautiful beautiful so it's been a pleasure uh talking and teasing you know the idea of intuition apart with you uh with you all and thanks so much Rosaline as well for it's just always so gorgeous um exchanging ideas with you um I wish you all listeners a beautiful week uh thank you so much for you know listening in here and uh, as always if you have any questions anything you'd like to ask us anything that doesn't make sense anywhere you need a little support or guidance get in touch with uh, Rosaline or myself anytime. So thank you for listening and I'll see you or hear you next time. Thank you. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosaline McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. <laughs>